0: Log Talk Radio. Am I gonna make it big? Am I worth it? Is there is something I can <coughs> so get
1: that right? going you have a pop my children in the going in the to be? Will we okay? divorced in my future? You're listening to The Secret of Everything with Dr. Kimberly McGeorge.
2: Dr. Kimberly McGeorge, N.D., C.N.H., is the best-selling author of the ebook The Secret to Everything, Manifesting the Life You Desire, now, available on Amazon. She has practiced naturopathic medicine for over 20 years. She is a gifted intuitive, medium, empath, paranormal investigator, and remote viewer. She travels and gives classes and lectures across the country, as well as taking limited private clients. Trained in many modalities of healing, Dr. Kimberly has been practicing energy healing exclusively for the last 10 years. Dr. Kimberly has the ability to raise your vibration in person or long distance, and as a result, change everything in your life for the better, forever. A gifted transformationalist, she has developed TEB, or Transformational Energy Balancing, in order to facilitate permanent and rapid healing in her clients. Her desire is to be your last healer. And now, the host of The Secret to Everything, Dr. Kimberly McGeorge.
1: I always feel like I should say thank you, Spencer, even though he's not here because he's so amazingly wonderful. And that was Spencer Hughes. And you can find him at Radio Spencer on Twitter. He was so kind to do that beautiful introduction, which I just love. Doesn't he have a great voice, Kareem?
3: Yeah, he does. He got a nice voiceover voice.
1: Yeah, he has a great. How are you?
3: I'm great. How are you?
1: I am triple great and super amazing. And one of the reasons I'm really excited is this week I was invited to participate in a really neat event. It's called the Living Energy Day, and it's an around the world event put on to celebrate the summer solstice. It's 24 hours of energy healers and speakers from around the world i believe it begins at 4 p.m and on the 20th and it runs to 4 p.m including through the night on the next day so just to celebrate the beginning of summer so i am just tickled pink that i was invited to be one of the speakers and my time slot is 9 p.m and of course they'll be recorded and archived but you know your best chance is listening live as many as you can, and it's just one after the no- another. So that's going to be really empowering and an exciting event. And you can find them at Living Energy Day um, if you go to Facebook backslash or is it forward slash? I don't know. I'm good at that stuff. And you can like them on their page, and you'll be getting all the information of and the schedule as it become available. And I'm really excited about that, Kareem.
3: Congratulations! That sounds great. Yeah.
1: It's- It'll be pretty neat. So you better listen, or you're fired. <laughs>
3: I'm going to listen. Of course I'm And you
1: know I'm, like, so serious about that, too, right? I know. I know. You're well, test. we always run out of time, so I'm going to take it a little slower getting into our guests, because we always have so much to talk about, and we get faster and faster toward the end. And So I'm going to kind of flip-flop the show and make sure I talk about next week. And I don't know if you peeked ahead, Kareem, but we, next week... I'm excited. We have some really great people. We're going to have a special paranormal team, a little bit different kind of paranormal team. We're going to have IPS, which stands for Intuitive Paranormal Society, and we're going to have Ian and TG on, and they're going to play EVPs and talk to us about their unique style of investigating. I believe everybody on their team has strong, intuitive, psychic, and mediumistic abilities, so that really adds their you know ability obviously to investigate the paranormal so we'll be hosting them next week and then of course everybody has to switch over to listen to me on living energy day so we'll probably have a little bit of a shorter show so i can take a breath and take a drink before i go into my next radio show but tonight we have ashley fontaine which i'll get to in one second because i'm going to jump ahead a minute the first half of our show we have ashley fontaine on i'll tell you about her in a minute our second half of our show, we have Michelle Huchins, which I believe is from Colorado. I have to ask her from where, maybe Denver, but I might be lying. So, and she would know. But she's a medium with again exceptional medium, high what I would call high-level intuitive medium, with some really neat um, abilities. And she will be doing free readings for our callers. I highly recommend that you come into the chat room and let Kareem know that you're interested in having a reading, so he can kind of keep track. I think we may run out of time. Like I said, she's only going to be on the second half of the show after we are have our chit-chat with Miss Ashley. And so we may run out of time. So if you'd like to get a reading, I suggest you call in now and be put on hold and talk to Kareem and tell him you'd like one or let him know in the chat room. I think we already have one person that I made you aware of that is in line for a reading, and she will be doing mini-reading. Um, We're going to kind of keep our questions to questions about, we can ask questions about anything, we'll kind of see after we talk to her, but we're going to be kind of the theme is love, because that's what I like to talk about, and Cream and I are single, so kind of single, Cream's single, I'm kind of single, long story, that's another show you guys. Anyway, without um, further ado, and Cream, I'm going to ask you live on air to do me a favor, because I'm... Well, maybe I can get to it. I was gonna read um Ashley's bio and then I don't know if I can get back to the studio to put her on. So can you flip her mic on for me when I'm done talking about her, please? Can okay, you do that? No okay. Mm-hmm. So I would like to talk to you a minute about Ashley Fontaine. And as you will quickly see, we've had her on the show before. And I was just telling her, her show is actually, and we talk about some amazing things, as you know. But up to this point, and our audience is definitely growing each week, and more and more people are listening to the archives. And I want to thank everyone who listens and who listens to the archives. Thank you so much. I know your time is valuable, and we strive to bring you entertaining, informative, and challenging shows kind of each time we come on the air. And our heart's desire is really for you to grow and for you to learn and for all of us to grow and learn together. But like I told Ashley earlier, her show earlier, I think maybe it was six weeks or seven weeks ago, maybe even two months ago, is the most downloaded show ever. And when we bring her on and we talk to her, you will understand why. She's a beautiful soul, brilliant being of light, a talented writer. She's the international best-selling author of a series of suspense thrillers. Um, Her first novel, I believe, is Accountable to None. And then her second novel in the series is Zero Balance. And um, I think she's working on her third, which is Adjusting Journal Entries. And I think she's working on that right now. But we brought her on tonight to talk about her newly released book, which is um, the same title as her radio show, which I think she's still doing. I'm not sure we can ask her about it. Ramblings of a Mad Southern Woman. So we, I think that was released on Mother's Day. And Ashley said it's doing... Very, very well. And Ashley does have her own radio show where she interviews book authors called, funny enough, Ramblings of a Mad Southern Woman. So without further ado, I'd like to bring on Miss Ashley Fontaine. Ashley, are you there? Did you like your intro? Was I nice enough? I, I, I'm,
4: yes, and I'm still shocked. I'm I'm still <clears throat> reeling over you telling me that my, that my show was the most downloaded you've had. <laughs> that's funny. Well, maybe it's because you're a famous blog talk radio
1: host like me. Oh, yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> um, no, I don't know if that's what it is. Or not. I don't know. It's just it, life has just been really funny in the last year and a half, and so nothing really surprises me anymore. But I am humbled, and I'm I'm very thankful that 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 was the case. I'm Glad people listened because we had a great show. So
1: it was. It was a good
4: show. We always have a good show. You're, you're a sweetheart, and I know everybody says that, and it is absolutely
1: true. It's nice, you know, to talk to people that are talented that are still humble, and I appreciate that about you. But we're here to talk about your new book, and it did it come? Was it released on Mother's Day, or did I just make that up?
4: No, that's right. It came out at that time. I specifically did it for that purpose. <clears throat> Okay, so it's
1: Ramblings of a Mad Southern Woman, which is... Are you still doing your radio show, or is that ending this month? Yes,
4: No, I still have the radio show. Um, My co-host, Bennett Pomerantz, is going to actually take over the reins at the end of June. Um, I still have uh, two more weeks' worth of shows to do. Uh, I have several this week and a couple next week. And then he's going to actually take over the show um, while I finish... I've got between working full time and being a parent, and we just, my stepdaughter just got married this weekend, and then trying to finish the third in my series, Adjusting Journal Entry, which, by the way, you did get that right. um, I'm just overwhelmed. So I need to finish. This third book. I need to finish this series so I can go on to the to the next storyline that I've already got brewing in my head. So <laughs> I'm just—it's not going away. It'll still be on the air, and then it will um, be co—or actually, be hosting it. And I will try to call in from time to time, but until I get this next book fi- uh, finished, I have got to focus on that.
1: <laughs> right, your next book, meaning the third in your series of your fiction books. Really quick, since we yes. mentioned that, do you want to briefly tell? the viewers that aren't familiar with you, a little bit about that and kind of just a little bit about the series and then a little bit about each book, maybe.
4: Okay. I would love to. Uh, the series is entitled Eviscerating the Snake. Um, the first book is called Accountable to None. Um, it is a suspense thriller. It is not a mystery per se because there there is a small mystery in it, but that is not the crux of the story. Um, it takes place in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, at a uh, very large and prestigious accounting firm where the main character, the uh, protagonist in the book, her name is Audra Tanner. She has worked for um, this company for a little over eight years, and like so many people that are CPA, she's devoted her life and time um, to her job, uh, so much so that she ended up not only losing her child that she was pregnant with through a miscarriage, but it also ended up ending her marriage. And so she really throws herself into work after that happens. And the book starts out five years in the past where she has just gone in to see her boss, um, who is the main antagonist. His name is Owen Kemper. Um, On the pretense that he's going to discuss with her promoting her to an equity partner, which in accounting terms means she's going to be part owner of the company. And what he really wants is to... um, force her to have sex with him, and, and he does end up raping her. And so the story starts out with her after that has happened and her eyes finally being open to what she's been around all this time and realizing that um, not only is, is he a horrible person for what he did to her, but other people at the firm knew what was going to happen and were actually there and didn't come help her. So she um, decides that she's going to take everybody from being accountable to none to accountable to all. So the book, fast, the, the book fast forward till uh, the present day, and you were introduced to each of the partners that work at the firm that knew what had happened and didn't do anything. And she, she has spent the last five years. Uh, she stayed at the firm, um, and, and is hell bent on getting revenge. And she has used every means possible, from hacking into the com- company computers to becoming head of the IT department. Um, video surveillance to to pull all the dirt she can on everybody um, because she's planning on taking them all down. And in the process of of her um, doing this, she discovers that there is a link to the man that raped her to a possible murder that had happened 30 years ago. And so she ends up confronting them all. Uh, The rest of the book is dealing with that day, which actually happens, which, as she refers to it, she eviscerates the snake because not only is Uh, The firm considered the snake, but also, of course, the man that raped her. And that's kind of how the first book goes. Um, If you only read the first book, you're only going to think that this series is about, yay, a girl gets revenge. But that was not what I was trying to get across. Um, The second book, Zero Balance, starts out nine months later, and she is really struggling with um, the remorse that she has over what she did, because she realizes that, not not against him, per se, because what he did was wrong, but against everybody else, that she took her anger out in ways that were not healthy. And unfortunately, she finds out that once you start seeking revenge on someone, especially if they were already um, evil to begin with, that the recycle doesn't end, and it comes back on you twofold. And she discovers that in Zero Balance. And it's um, it's a lot longer, it's a lot darker, and it's a lot more in-depth than what accountable demand was.
1: Sounds good to me, and I you know I told this story before, and Ashley probably thinks I'm making it up, but I started reading her first book one Sunday morning, you know, leisurely in bed, and my girls are like, when are we going to have breakfast? And I'm like, in a couple minutes, just let me finish this chapter, and then like, 15, 20 minutes later, they come back and they're like, when are we going to have breakfast? And I'm like, after I finish this chapter, I ended up reading, like, we did not eat till like, one or two. It's Ashley's fault in the afternoon. (laughs) Ashley is really... You know, everyone's read books or seen movies where they're just done the first five or ten minutes. Ashley, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the characters. She's really good at developing her characters, but you just have to know what happens. You just get, like, caught up in these people's lives, and she brings you in kind of in the middle. So it, like, grabs your attention, and then she goes back and forth, and it's just really good. So I know, I don't know if you, do you ever, um, it's available on Amazon, right, Your those yes. books? And you can download that. Accountable
4: Accountable to None is available on Amazon, and also you can order the print book. But um, Zero Balance is available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble as a notebook, uh, as well as Kindle, and it's also available in paperback.
1: Nice. And then she's working on the third
4: one. But tonight
1: we're going to talk about her after all that (laughs) her Mother's Day release, which is so that title, Ashley. Tell me about that title, which must mean something to you since you used it for your radio show and you used it for your book so
4: blog. Um actually what what happened um when I oh the last year and a half has just been such a crazy ride for me and I knew nothing about marketing. I knew nothing about having a blog. I didn't even know that Blog Talk radio existed. Um but when I when I hit number one with uh, Accountable to None in December I realized that, okay, maybe I need to learn about all this marketing stuff. So Mm -hmm. one of the things that I decided I needed to do was start a blog uh, because I was also being asked by a lot of different authors to review their books. So I started a blog, and trying to figure out how to do that, that that was something totally new for me, um, and I was sitting there setting it up, and I'm staring at the screen, and it's asking me what I want to call it. And I was so overwhelmed and my husband happened to call about that time and I said, I feel like a rambling mad southern woman. And then it hit me. (laughs) Okay, that's it. So that's what I ended up naming my blog. And um, when I went ahead and did the blog talk radio show, I just decided to go ahead and keep that because everybody thought it was so funny. So that's how the radio show got entitled the same name. And then when I decided to release this book, which is a collection of short stories and poetry, um, I decided that I was going to use a brand that people already knew me with, and, and that's how I came up with the title. Because part of it, I mean, it is rambling. It, um, the poetry is sometimes very spiritual and, and showcases my love for Jesus Christ, but it also showcases um, emotions that I've gone through over the years, um, from being a parent to having disappointing things happen in life. Um, some of the poetry is rather dark. Um, the stories are a conglomeration of not only my life, but um, lives of other people that I've known throughout the years. And so it just kind of fit. And I thought, you know what? This is it. This is what I'm going to call it. So there we are.
1: <laughs> That's neat. So it's kind of like, it's funny that you say that because the secret to everything actually wasn't meant to be a brand it was meant to be the name of this radio show and it came to me kind of like yours came to you you just know when that's right and it's turned into my ebook you know now is a whole series it's going to be a whole series of the secret to everything and I'm changing my website to the secret to- it's just funny isn't it funny how that
4: happens like you get branded. yeah it does <laughs> it, you know and it just kind of fits me because I am you know I have a full-time job I'm married I have my own son, and then I have three stepdaughters, and like I said, one of them just got married this past weekend. That's wonderful. Um, Yeah, and oh, my God, she was a beautiful bride, and it was a gorgeous wedding, and um, so that was so much fun. But um, there's just, you know, life is just hectic. It's hectic for everybody, no matter what race, creed, color, religion. It doesn't matter. Life is just hectic. And, you know, it just just fit because (laughs) that's just me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even going to ask. Well, and I guess I'm kind of putting you on the spot because I don't have a copy open in front of me, but is there any poem that you could share? I, I don't know if you have any memorized or you could pull it well, out. Or I, you could...
4: I actually have the book in front of me because I was afraid you were going to ask me that. Um, <laughs> we're we're going to keep and, Ashley on the show. She's intuitive, too. We're going to make her do some intuitive reading. <laughs> I um I will tell you the one that the, the first poem I ever had published was in an anthology um, with the Plum Tree Group. And it is about my relationship with my son. Uh, he is 22 now, and when he was 21, my husband and I took him to Florida uh, along with his girlfriend to celebrate his 21st birthday. And this poem, I think any parent, whether you are a parent of a son or daughter, will be able to relate to as you watch them grow up. And um, this is the one um, I think that most people have really enjoyed when they have read it. Um, it's called Sunrise, Sunset. And if you're ready, I'll go ahead and go. go
1: ahead.
4: (laughs) Okay. Sunrise, the dawning of a new spring day. Vibrant light shoots forth, illuminating a halo all around, full of energy, promises, life anew. Yellow rays caress your chiseled cheek, glistening off your dark curly hair. Your eyes lit sparkling blue, faint stubble upon your chin. Nothing hidden now, the piercing light reaches all. As I look at the once tiny hands that I held in mine, now huge, clasping the hand of your own beloved, casually brushing her golden hair from her face. But even under the spring sun's shimmer, my heart still sees my little boy. Uh-huh. Oh, I hope I can get through this. Oh,
5: uh-huh.
0: so, I'm going to so cry. Full,
4: <laughs> so full of innocence and wonder as we walked along the beach, hand in hand, not so long ago. Now into the waning summer of this new era, I watch you walking with your love, smiling arm in arm, drinking in your new world as I lag behind. Sunset, the ending of the day, I fade towards the orangey glow, hoping the dust will hide my tears, watching my man from a boy who ain't grown.
1: That gave me chills. It's (laughs) so funny you said that, because I was just having dinner with my girls, and I said to my almost 16-year-old, I said, I'm so sad, and she said, why, Mom? And I said, because you're going to... Be 18 before you know. It. I found Ashley. I don't know about you, but once they hit 16, those last however many years, they just go and mine. Mine like to leave. I raise my girls to be independent. They leave, but it's it's so pre- you really you know. Everybody says to everyone who has young children like. Um, One of my friends just had a baby, and I'm like, you have no idea how fast it'll go. And some days, as you know, Ashley, it just doesn't seem like that when they're babies and toddlers and in school, and you're at all the sporting events, it just seems like it's going to go on forever. It just so
4: doesn't. (laughs) No, it doesn't. And all of a sudden, it's it's over, and when you finally realize that, you know, like for me, when when this actually happened, I just remember thinking, oh, my gosh, you know, he's not a little boy anymore. And and it's so hard because when you see your kids, no matter how old they are, um, you still see them as being little. And it's a a difficult transition for a parent to make, especially in my case because I only have one. True. I don't have another another Uh, one coming up, you know. I just have the one. And so, um, you know, the all the all the poems and all the short stories that are in this collection, um, you and I had talked about this earlier before the show started, I had actually written these in my Creative Writing 1 class as my semester project. And then for my Creative Writing 2 class, my teacher said, okay, I've already read what you can do, you've got talent, now what I want you to do is write a book. And that's how Accountable the None came about. Well, after... Zero Balance and Accountable to None hit it so big, I suddenly got this moniker of the queen of revenge, and I did not want, I I mean, I appreciate that, and I thought it was kind of funny at first, (laughs) and I thought, you know, I really don't want people to think that's all I'm about, and so I went ahead, and I pulled my collection together, and I sent it off to an editor, and I, you know, I had him work with me going through and making sure I had everything right, and I went ahead and put this out there because I wanted people to see the other side of me that is very spiritual and is a very strong Christian and that has suffered through um, not only tragedies of my own but other tragedies from other people that I've known um, and wanted them to get a piece of that to see just that other side. I didn't want everybody to think, oh, my gosh, all she writes is thrillers that are all dealing with revenge, you know. (laughs) Right, right. I wanted to have something else out there, so that's kind of how this got started, and I was fortunate enough. On my radio show a couple weeks ago, I actually had my college instructor on. Wow. Uh, yeah, she came on, and I got to publicly thank her for um, inspiring Aww. me and and helping me to get to this point, because if it weren't for her, I, we wouldn't even be sitting here having this conversation. So, you know, there's there's times in life when you really, um, as a matter of fact, there is a story in, there's a short story um, in the book called The Tale of Two, of Two Bolds, and I wrote that for her when we were in our second semester of creative writing because her methods are kind of unique. And if you didn't get it, you really struggled. Mm. And she was taking a lot of heat from a lot of the other students online um, because they just didn't understand what she was trying to get across. And I was so frustrated with them because some of them were being really ugly. And so I just decided, you know what, today, this week, I'm going to go ahead and write a short story. So I did, and, and, and it was about her. And you know those are those are memories that um you know I wanted to make sure she knew that and in the in the preface of the book I, I thanked her again for what she did for me and and put this in there as a as my um way of thanking her for for the impact that she's had upon my life
1: oh that is so sweet we have a i'm tweeting. Anybody who knows me knows I'm like a mad tweeter. I like adore Twitter. And um, so I'm tweeting live during my whole show. I usually do. But one of our listeners, Kelly, this is what she said, Ashley, about your poem. She said, the poem Ashley was reading just made my hair on my arm stand up. Wow. Jim's son, which is her boyfriend, said, wow, me too. And that's how you are, Ashley. You're so magical. And, you know, it's funny because I always tell the girls, they're like, why is that person looking at you? Why is that? You know, and I'm like, it's energy, girls. People are drawn to bright lights. And that's what I love so much about you is you're that bright light and it comes through. And and I don't think it matters what you're ready. I even think, like, you're a bright light in your more, quote, (laughs) negative queen of revenge writing. So, And I guess, (laughs) and I also, you you know, kind of what Ashley was just saying, I also want to encourage everybody out there, because I believe we all are tremendously talented in many different areas, and some of you listening are probably talented in writing, and maybe you never have done anything with it. And Ashley just read one of her poems, but Ashley nor I have no idea how many people that touch and that that made a memory or a feeling or a connection or and sometimes it can even do more than that so words have power and words have energy and words can tear down or build up and I just want to challenge everyone to think about what they say and how they say it and then if you feel that you might have an interest like Ashley mentioned there's online college writing courses and there's courses I know you can pick up for adult education at the local community colleges and you know what you don't even have to go to a class to write you know some of the best-selling authors and the people that have gotten their stuff into movies, they aren't even classically trained or formally trained in any way. No.
4: Right? Wouldn't you agree, Ashley? Oh, yeah, because as you and I discussed on the previous time I was on here, you know, when I was going to college, um, I was going to college to be an RN. I was getting my associate's degree in um, science, which, by the way, I do have. Uh, But I was required to take a couple of courses that were electives, and I chose to take creative writing because I've always liked to write, and I've always written poetry ever since I was a young child. But I never, ever thought that I had it in me to put something. I never thought that people would be interested in what I wrote. It was all more personal and maybe for me and and my family members or whatever. Um, But all of a sudden, after I took the first semester and the teacher was like, you really got talent. I don't know why you're going to school, but you really need to take creative writing too next semester. If you need another elective, please, please take this class. And so I went ahead and I did. And then when semester started, the first thing she said to me was, "I don't want you participating at all in this online class. I want you to write a book. You have it in you. Write a book. And that's where accountable to them came from. And so. Yes, I did graduate with my degree in science, but um, I will not be going to nursing school because all of a sudden my life has changed, and I realized that, wow, people kind of really do like what I write, so <laughs> here we go. <laughs> so you never know. The whole point of me saying all that is, is, is you, I mean, I'm 45 years old now, and this was two years ago when everything really started taking off for me, and it was not what I expected. I expected to be a nurse by now. Uh so you never know what path it is that God has you to go on. Um and sometimes he opens up doors when, when you're looking out the back and something opens up in the front and you all of a sudden go, Oh, this is the direction I'm supposed to go <laughs> So And it's funny because you know, I just
1: flippantly kinda of titled the show Transformation, but essentially that's what happens to you your whole life through a series of decisions and following you know, where the direction things seem to be going actually transformed you and who knows how many people from here on out.
4: Yeah, and, and I will say this, that when you had asked me this question before and those that have listened to my other show, this story will not be new to them, but um, when I realized that my words meant something to someone, um, I'm a member of Goodreads, which is a, um, a website, goodreads.com. It's kind of an online book community where people can go and, and join different groups that are based on all different genres, and authors like me can put their books on there where people can see them and things of that nature. Um, I had done a giveaway for Accountable to None, and it lasted for a week, and then Goodreads emailed me and told me, okay, this person won your book, send them a copy. So I did. Um, and a week later, I I got an email from this woman saying, I just want you to know, I read your book, it was great, but I'll tell you, I'm a survivor of rape, and I have not, it's been 15 years, and I realized after reading this book that I need to deal with it. And it just blew me away. I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that what I wrote actually affected somebody like that. And then at that point, I realized, okay, there's something here that, that obviously I didn't see and right after that is when it really took off. I mean there's you know, it may not be um the best book ever written, which obviously it's not <laughs> but it does hit home with people because so many people it is human nature to want to seek revenge against someone that has hurt us. And um it's not one of our better qualities But it is something that we all end up experiencing at one point or another, and I think that really hits home with a lot of people, and I think that's why the book is enjoyed so well.
1: I'm going to bring on um, Leslie, who was kind of going to help co-host, but she called in a little late and see if she has any comments or questions. Leslie, are you there? Okay.
0: I'm here, and thank you. Thank you.
1: You're welcome. I'm sorry to keep you on hold for long, but we were kind of on a jag. I couldn't really bring you on any earlier. Did you have any thoughts or questions or comments for Ashley? Did you want to add anything?
0: Well, I really, really enjoyed what she read and hearing the story. So that was, was very nice. So, and thank you for sharing how you got turned on to writing. Um, how long have you been doing your poetry?
4: Um, I have been writing poetry ever since I was about thirteen years old. um Most of it, I guess was just oh, you know, it's you know my poetry is not does not fit in any any particular style. I guess it's more free flowing than anything. It's basically just my thoughts, and they tended to come out in in poetry and you know life events that would happen, whether it was something good or something negative. Um, I I have kept a journal for a very long time. As a matter of fact, I still have it hidden in my closet somewhere of things that I was thinking. A lot of it was um, uh, inward prayers to God. A lot of it was just how I was feeling at the moment. And so it's always been a part of my life. Um, But again, as I said earlier, I always felt it was something more personal, and I didn't think anybody would ever be interested in reading (laughs) what I had to write. And so I was... um, Overly shocked is an understatement when in December of 2011, my very first book uh, hit number one on Kindle and had, you know, at this point I've got over 50,000 downloads of my very first book. So What? Uh, yeah. I'm <laughs> oh That is sure incredible. That <laughs> I know.
1: When, and actually, just, when did that come out?
4: When did your first book, when when was it, it released? Uh, Accountable to None, I put up um, on Kindle on April 23rd of 2011. Wow, yeah, it is it is still selling. It's still in the top. You know, it it obviously it varies, but I right, generally right. say within the forty to to twenty five thousand range, um, on not only Amazon US but Amazon UK, and which is pretty amazing considering it's been out for over a year. Um, that yeah. is, yeah, that so is incredible. It, it has been. Um, it, it was completely life changing for me. I did not think when I did this, um, I was just hoping that pe- you know, people would like what the story I wrote. And all of a sudden, everybody did. And I, I remember at Christmas, um, I put it up for free. I was one of the first few people that, that joined the Kindle Direct Flight program that allows you to put your book up for free. Yep. And I put it up for free um, December 23rd of 2011. And by the end of the night, I was up to in the number number 10 spot, and the only few books that were ahead of me were things like classics like Dracula, Frankenstein. Nice. And I remember looking at my family thinking, uh, I think my life just changed. All of a sudden, everybody's really going to know who I am. And it has happened. I mean, it's been absolutely – it's been crazy, but it's been wonderful at the same time. It, it's been a little overwhelming. Um, I'm not going to lie and say that it hasn't been because I was not expecting – um, this to happen I just was hoping that a few people would like my book and, and you know I would get a little bit of accolades of oh hey guess what she can write and then all of a sudden <laughs> you'd fade away <laughs> yeah it, it just went boom and um, so you know I've learned how to do book trailers and I had book trailers for all three of my books that I've made my on my own And um, is there somewhere like we a, can see that oh, yeah see if, those? If you go yeah you would love you go to see that Yeah, they're all on YouTube. Um, Of course, the first one is Accountable to None. Um, If you type that in on the search engine, the the video will come up. And then uh, if you type in Zero Balance Trailer, uh, the second one will come up. And then if you type in Ramblings of a Mad Southern Woman, it will come up. Awesome. That's so
1: exciting. That is. It's very exciting.
4: Sorry,
1: I keep talking over you, honestly. Um, do you want to give us, again, do you want to kind of start and give us all the information about how we can get a hold of your book? And sure. you, you have a website, don't you, too? Yes,
4: I have a website. It's, it's simply ashleyfontaine.com, and that's with two n Fontaine, um, I have a blog. It's ramblings of a mad southern woman at blogspot.com. I do have my blog talk radio show, which is uh, ramblings of a mad southern woman. <laughs> And uh, my books are all available on Amazon, not only in paperback, but also for Kindle. And then Zero Balance is available on Barnes & Noble in paperback and on the Nook.
1: Ah, oh, that's wonderful. Well, I I want to encourage everyone in our listening audience. I'm going to let Ashley go because Ashley still has a little bit of a, I'm going to call it a part-time job because that's what I think it should be, or no job. You guys all need to buy our books so we can get this woman out of the uh, working world and into the writing world so she can make movies and books and entertain us for the rest of her life.
4: So, um. Well, I, I am trying. I, as, uh, as I told you earlier, I do have an agent now that is um, shopping Accountable and None and Zero Balance out to be made into a movie, so... I'm hoping that that's what's going to happen next. And if it does, you know, that loud thump that you hear will reverberate all the way from Arkansas. I <laughs> will be so shocked. Oh, <laughs> absolutely! Uh,
1: well, thank you so much. For, I know you're probably tired. And thank you so much for talking about your new book and sharing some of your heart with us and talking about all your other books and everything that's going on. And I'm sure I won't have to beg too hard to get you back on as things keep <laughs> developing. Well, and your third book, when is that going to be real? You're just writing it right now, is that
4: right? I'm still writing it. I'm about halfway through. Um, it's going to be even longer than Zero Balance and because it's really going to delve into a, um, a lot deeper than the first two books have. So I'm saying probably by uh, the winter of 2012 it will be available, but I'm not going to give a date because I don't know for sure. <laughs> right, you're still working
1: hard on that. Well, thank you so much for being on uh-huh. The Secret to Everything. We love you. you, and I hope you're just my good luck charm. I hope this is like triple downloads
4: from your life. <laughs> well, thank you so. very much for having me. I appreciate it. You all have a good evening, okay?
1: You we We'll talk soon. Take care.
4: Okay, bye-bye.
1: Kareem, I didn't even ask you if you had any thoughts. Did you have any thoughts about anything Ashley said or want to add anything?
3: Um, I was kind of curious as far as, like, where writer's block. Bro. You know, you could start a good thing <laughs> with a... That's been
1: a good question. I can talk to you about writer's block. Can't you, Wesley? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just teasing her. Um, yeah. Do you write at all, Kareem? Have you ever written much?
3: I write poetry and stuff but I don't you know sometimes the poetry is easy but when it comes to like writing a story or anything then it's like I'll get started but then I don't know how to either transition it or to finish it all so I just leave it alone
1: Yeah there's so many people that um are really talented out there I think that just never pursue it and never finish and don't so you guys agree? It's just never happened. Yep. It's never brought to fruition at all. So, yeah. Um, any more thoughts, Leslie, about the writing?
0: Leslie? Leslie? Now can you hear me? Okay, oh. sorry.
1: <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry to sound like Freddie Trigger, Leslie,
0: Leslie. No, I'm saying I I understand that because I've had three books in process for one of them as as long as 15 years. Um, Same kind of what do I do with this. Now I've got an approach that I'm using and it seems to be working. I'm able to get it to flow. And that's just figuring out kind of in an outline form what it is you want to say, just bullets kind of thing. And then kind of put them in order, and then you write for 10 to 20 minutes at a time on one topic till you get it all out. And then when you get them done, you can put all the pieces together. And that's one of the approaches I take.
1: Now, wait. I'm sorry. Everyone's like, do not make her say that again, but I'm going to make you say that again. Say that again. I didn't didn't think into my mind.
0: Okay. One of the
1: approaches that I
0: take, and I started doing this when I got stuck writing, was I wanted to write a book on like my stepping into you. What was it I wanted to say? What were my important points that I really wanted to say? So I wrote down just bullet form all the points. And then I would look at it and I would say, okay, which one of you needs me to write you right now? And I would pick a point and then I would just do a brain dump. What was it I really needed to say about that point? And then I would walk away for a while and I'd come back and I'd take the next one, not necessarily – what was in sequence, but the next one that was calling me to write, what was it I really needed to say.
6: And then oh, when I got my pieces okay. together, then uh-huh. I put them
0: together in the order that I wanted it to flow. I so really, that's one of I, the approaches that I take.
1: That's kind of how I write, which isn't working out really well, my fiction book that I'm working fiction on. Because is a little different. Exactly. And end fiction, up with all I can't do things. that. Yeah, and I'm struggling too because, the characters keep saying, you know, write this and write that and it's a writer thing, you guys. I'm not crazy. And and so I tell this scene or this piece and then I'm like, Okay you know and then I tell like another it's just yeah, it's more challenging well, you I think can, with fiction can do that with fiction but you have to know
0: what it what are the three phases you're trying to walk people through. You're gonna introduce them, you're gonna introduce their challenge and then you're gonna say how they solve it. So you can get the conversation out of order, but you need to know where it falls in the script. Right. Um, so with that one, it's it's really knowing, keeping your characters down to what's manageable and then knowing who they are. What is their persona? And then what is it that, you know, what are their strengths and what are their flaws and how does this character flow? And for me, that, that seems to be a better approach when I'm doing the fiction.
1: Yeah, I'm But gonna- it took me
0: a while because my first, my first two books, I mean, I have a beautiful outline. I can tell you exactly what it is, but my outline is about a paragraph per chapter. That's great. So I have one and a half pages, but it doesn't have any. you know, because I didn't define the characters. So I, it took me a while to get into and be able to describe and explain the characters. And I finally but, figured yeah. out how to do that, so that one. That one, I, I can now go and fill in the blanks. And I can walk them through because I know the because I can in my head be the I can walk through each character and see their personality. Sure, and, and everybody,
1: everybody writes differently, but I mean that's yeah, you know, like you yeah, said, it's just that's style. it's just what you know, and if it doesn't you. work, try to different mode.
0: But, but I find that when I have that kind of an outline, I don't have writer's block as much, because I can always pick a point and go start. Right. Because I can sure. put it together and later, but I have to get the ideas out.
1: Right. Let me ask Kareem a quick question. Kareem, is Roseanne holding for our guest, or is she wanting a mini-reading from us? Do you know?
3: Um, she wanted a mini-reading, but she was saying that was in the second hour.
1: So. Right, so she's holding for Michelle, our, our guest. She should be calling in soon. Um, I'm not going to – I think I'm going to wait on doing her bio until she calls in. Like I said, she should be calling in. So if you'd like to call in – our number is 646-564-9712, and you can call in for a mini-reading. I think, Leslie, do you think we should try to get Kareem a girlfriend? I think we should try to get Kareem. I feel like... Kareem, okay.
0: Kareem,
1: do you want a girlfriend, Kareem? Do you, do you desire a girlfriend? I can't say the word want. Want is black. Do you desire a girlfriend, Kareem? Or do you have a girlfriend? Oh no. Some woman's no, going to be like, calling up Sam <laughs> have mean? a girlfriend. <laughs> I think we should create some sort of matchmaking. Let's just throw it out there in our listening audience that if you like, we'll do like a little dating show. Not when Michelle calls in, but <laughs> if anybody is interested, where do you live in the New York City area, Kareem? Oh, um, yeah. you might be saved. Michelle might have saved you <laughs>
6: from the <some> dating game. <laughs>
1: you guys can still call in, or you can write me, and we can kind of, we can start kind of a back behind the same stream. I'll let you. Do you want to grab Michelle and, yeah. uh, or I think that's Michelle. Or I'll, I'll bring her on. Well, I guess I'll just start talking about her, and then I'll bring her on. Can you kind of talk for take- a second, and I'll,
3: um, yeah, I'll
1: do that. I'll do her intro if I can find my notes here. <laughs> Let me see. All right. Here we go. So we have a very special guest tonight. And I don't know if I'm slaughtering her name. I'm sure she will correct me. But Michelle Hooch I believe she's from, like I said, Denver, Colorado, but I'm I might just be making that up. I know she's from Colorado and that really stuck in my mind because as most of you know, my daughter goes to college in Colorado. And a brief background and I'm sure she might tell you more, but she wasn't always practicing or out in the public psychic medium. She, I believe, was a nurse at one time, which is funny because you heard Ashley say that she was going into nursing and then it got pulled on a totally different career path as well. Um, She also, I know, has been in the business, well, I guess that's business world as far as she was a sales and marketing and executive and cardiac rhythm management medical device sales, which is interesting because if someone knows me really well, I used to be associated um, the administrative assistant for the heart transplant team. So I kind of went down that road in a weird way too. Um, and then I'm not quite sure. I think we'll leave that for her to tell us kind of how she turned the corner on all of that and got into what she does today. And like I said, if you do want to call in, there may end up being a lot of calls as we go along here. So I would highly recommend that if you are interested in talking to Michelle, um, as we are obviously, that you do call in as some people have already done and get on the line. So, without further ado, I'm going to welcome Michelle to the secret of everything. Hello, Michelle. <laughs> Namaste, Dr. McGeorge. How are you? I am phenomenal, and I'm so thank you so much for being with us and taking the time to be on our radio show, I really appreciate it, and like I said, I started telling them about you, I'm like, you know what, this is really silly, I'll just let her tell us how she made that switch, because that's always the most interesting thing to me, how, well, and I know in my own life how it works, but how you start out on one path, and you end up on a totally different path, and in a totally different place, so am I right, are you from Denver, Michelle?
7: I am, I am, I, I live just right outside of Denver, and um, have been here about the last 18 years.
1: It's beautiful out there. My daughter goes to school in Gunnison, Colorado, and her boyfriend lives in Denver, so she spends a lot of time in Denver as well. And it's beautiful, beautiful out there. And we do have, just so you know, we have Leslie on the call and Kareem, so they'll, they'll be interacting with you at some point. But if you could share with us a little bit about your background and maybe starting in childhood and then telling us how you got to where you are now.
7: Oh, sure. Um, well, I've been an intuitive or, you know, had these um, intuitive senses as a clear, mainly as a clear sentient since, you know, I can remember age four or five years old. And um, through my life, I've really stayed very private about it. And, um, you know, people would say, gosh, you're in a you very intuitive person, but I, it's not something I really came out to the world with. And a few close friends knew I had a few special gifts, but not really too many. And I um, primarily used it in my, my background. I went to school, and I have a, a Bachelor's of Science in Nursing and was in the critical care area. And then I got into sales. And so for the last 25-plus years, I have been in the medical sales arena in cardiac rhythm management, which is a, a long word for pacemakers and defibrillators, and my background was as an executive, so I used a lot you know to um, the secrets of you know of the, what I would just call the laws of the universe to manifest a very successful sales career and so I was um, ran a forty two million dollar p and l and had you know up to thirty five people working for me and managers and multiple states and things like that and I would just stay very quiet about these gifts I had, but use them in in the corporate world for success. And about two years ago, um, you know, um, that of the universe, many people call God, some people call Allah, Creator Spirit, basically said, when are you going to come out to the world and share your gifts Mm -hmm. and do some things at a larger level? And, you know, I um, hesitated quite a bit and said, well, gosh, I've been in a a clinical um, environment for most of my life. It's very evidence-based and, you know, what medicine is and what will people think. And it was very interesting as I, I came out and I, I actually built a worldwide practice before I came out to a lot of friends in my family, believe it or not, because wow. I wanted to say, hey, listen, I'm already on my journey. And um, it's amazing how accepted I have been. Now, a lot of people still say, how do you do that? But it's it's a phenomenal aspect that I now get to work with Fortune 100 CEOs. I work with many physicians. Um, I work with many corporate executives, or just the you know what I would call the everyday person out there who say, hey, listen, I think I have these intuitive gifts too. How do I start to work with them and use them in my life? So that's what I do and have a a private clinical practice now and, you know, do some radio and soon-to-be TV and um, teaching people of how to tap into this information source that we all have accessibility to do and to create from.
1: I really love that because so many – healers and gurus and energy healers and psychics they really want that dependency i feel on them kind of you know for the rest of their life and i really that's something that i have a drive about which is teaching people to do what you do to plug in their into their intuition but my plans more to you know heal themselves as well which kind of goes hand in hand in some ways but I love that you're you're not saying you know come to me and pay me blank amount for the rest of your life. You're saying I'm going to teach you kind of how to do what I do. Is that right?
7: Yeah, absolutely. You know, everyone has an intuitive gift, um, Dr. McGeorge, and it, and it actually is truly this awakening or healing to who we are, mm-hmm. and and that you know as a I'm a neurolinguistics. Um, pract- programming practitioner sure. and a hypnotherapist and um, an advanced data healer. And, I you know, I love to study like yourself. As I got into <laughs> more and more aspects to what I do, it's really, you know, we live in a world of homeostasis. And our body, mind, and soul really, you know, looks to achieve, just like Mother Earth, that sense of homeostasis. And what does that look like for you? And it's just this realignment and that true integration to who you are and your in your light body and your purpose here on earth. So that's what I work with people. Absolutely. It's it's um something that we all can tap into. It's a little different for everyone. You know, um and it really takes some skill sets. So there's definitely skill skill set to learn from it.
1: Oh, definitely a skill set I think. Um all of us on this call, well, of course you just said everyone has a intuitive gift. But Leslie and I have, I think, um, utilized ours more in a professional way than Kareem has. But even, like you said, Michelle, from childhood, it's funny, when you were talking, it kind of triggered um, three months ago is the first time that I told only my mother, not my brother or my father or anybody else in my family. But for the first time, I told my mom some things that I have had since childhood, but I could see what I felt, you know, and she was just, it's so funny how you can hide some of those things from those that love you, isn't it, for so long. <laughs> it's yeah, it's you know, and and it's okay. I tell
7: people whether you'd like to come out to the world and your loved ones or not, um make sure that you just feel authentic and I that's when I really discovered this whole sense of authenticity as I came out to um many of my peer groups as well as family that it really is a piece of who I am and something I've used and something I I know is there and accessible for them if they so choose that. But that sense of authenticity is definitely a conversation I love to have
4: with people.
1: That's interesting. That's one of my passions, and I know it's one of Leslie's too. As a matter of fact, yeah. I, I say that over and over every day just to be more and more of who you are. And And I think I even said that to our previous guest before you came on. I said, I appreciate that she's so authentic. So I think that's a huge piece of self-actualization and self-realization and fully walking in whatever gifts you have, whether they're the intuitive gifts or any others. Now, everybody can have their own style of working. Before we start taking callers, would you, I don't know if you do share, but would you like to share kind of how you work or where you get your information from? Oh,
7: sure. I work... Um, You know, I work on multiple planes of consciousness. You know, kind of my favorite is what people will call the seventh plane of consciousness directly with Crater and Source because a lot of times I'll be accessing, people will ask me, I work as a medical intuitive as well, so people will ask me questions. You know, I always like to preface that, you know, seek health care. You know, I'm just one avenue to that. But do seek health care and, you know, whether you seek a, a naturopath or, you you know, more of an Eastern or Western kind of context. You know, I you know I like people to seek and go forward with their care plans. Um, but if people have questions like that, I'm happy to do that. So I seek information on on the seventh, sixth, and fifth planes of consciousness. Um, I work directly with the laws. And so you know, tonight I'll be working directly with Source Creator, what many call God, and answering questions. So if I just have someone's name and their location and uh very specific questions that's always helpful.
1: Okay, I'm really excited. Um I'm gonna Kareem you should know this is coming. You better have thought of a question. Do you have a question for our guests to start us off? And then we do have some callers, so we'll start with that, but I want to give Kareem an opportunity to
3: Um I do have a question though. There's I'm going through a lot of adversity right now. And I I know in my heart there's, you know, a transition for a child, but it's, my question is, what things do I need to get where I need to go?
7: Cream, I hear patience. (laughs) I hear tremendous (laughs) patience. So without going into a lot of what you're going through and needing to share that um, online, on air, um, what I hear is patience and this whole aspect to tolerance. It's a lot of what you're dealing with in the soul group you're working in right now. So, you know, we work in these collections of soul groups, or the people in and around us, to assist us with, you know, what, what we would call on Earth our life lessons or these pieces of ourselves that we're developing. And for you, it's this sense of patience intolerance um, with many on the earth, and you have a tremendous sense of tolerance, but when you start looking at patients inside of tolerance, that's um, something that you're extending quite a bit. Does that make sense for what you're working through? Yes. Okay. Okay.
6: Mm-hmm.
1: Did that satisfy? Did you... Is that all you? Yeah, and if know we want to go it? into
7: more detail, we can well, ask I you specific- want
3: to go yeah.
1: into more detail. <laughs> 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 hey,
3: I'm all for I'm really okay,
2: I'm overbooked. i really do going I don't want to go
1: too, you know, I don't want to, you know, we do have callers, but could you just flesh that out a little bit or, or give a, a little bit more detail if you don't mind, Michelle?
7: Oh sure, and cream. Do you want to share a little bit about um, so that way I'm not, an, you know, too invasive into your life here. Um, a little bit about your situation, then I can give a little bit more detail to that.
3: All right, um, you're right about the social circles of people that I'm starting to notice. Like as far as where I'm going, a lot of people that I was around, they they're not on the same wavelength, so I have to leave them alone, and I'm meeting a lot of different people, presenting a lot of different opportunities. All of them are good, but it's now it's getting confusing as to how do I work them into what I want to do?
7: Right. Yeah. You know, some of this is patience. You know, as the universe, as you command and create force, um, there can feel like a little bit of lag time. That's kind of our human sense of time, space, and matter. You know, the, the 24-7 clock is different than what the universe works on. And what you're creating, what I'm hearing for you to create, you know, besides what we feel is patience on here, and that's what, what our, our feeling, our senses, and our development, is this whole sense of collaboration. And believe it or not, to it's kind of a you or me kind of thing is where you're going with it versus us. And this collaboration inside of the whole of the one mm-hmm. is really, really, really important for you, yes. and when you do that you 're going to you 're going to see things manifesting far quicker, like immediately and in fact, some of that 's been coming to you. People have been talking about us, and you 've been backing off a little bit saying well i 'm not sure I want it to be us mm-hmm. yet, so the universe is throwing you quite a bit of options. And who you want it to be us with as you collaborate is something that you're getting a lot of choice to. So, you know, when we start manifesting, a lot of times there's a lot of opportunities inside. And um, some of these folks, um, they're coming in all different styles, all different colors, all different variations, I would call. Kareem, does that make sense? And you're, yeah, and you're really kind of, Um, looking at things like where do I want to go long-term, and that's fantastic. Now, your guides really want you to think of you don't have to go down just one path. Go down multiple paths and see what's comfortable for you. That would be of your best and highest good is what I'm being told.
6: Okay.
3: Thank you for all of that. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome.
7: I hope that was helpful.
1: (laughs) Michelle, I've just got to say something that's so funny to me because I'm sure you know that I do readings, too. And it's funny because I do channeled information, and I love I love to hear other people get in what I call that channel groove because I heard it in your voice when you clicked into that. It just cracks me up. I'm sorry. Whoa, private amusement. Did we just, we just lost. Well, so much for that. Oh. They didn't like that. They didn't like me being amused by I'm just gonna share some okay, I'm gonna share a couple of things with the listeners and we'll get Michelle Michelle cut back in. because um, we do have callers, we have Brad, we have Kira, we have Rosie, I will get to all of you in a minute. We just lost our guests and I do have an emergency number somewhere if I have to dig it up, but I'll give her a couple of minutes to um call back in. A couple of things are going on here. About five minutes after Michelle came on, I don't know if you felt it, Leslie, but the energy started flowing. And I started feeling it. So Leslie's on the call energys energy. Um, Leslie's powerful and energy. I'm on the call and powerful energy channeler. And then with Michelle, we may have some yes. technical difficulties. I'm just going to ask <laughs> everyone to be patient and understand that um, Michelle vibrates very high as well. So this is a very healing call. Even if we're not specifically talking about healing, you are receiving probably a threefold energy transmission. So yes. we're, we just have to expect these kind of – and I think – Something really interesting just happened that I'm not gonna share on the air, but I'm going to see if this is Michelle Michelle. is that you? It is me <laughs> I, you, I would probably just hear my did you hear my rambling explanation kind of and, I just and, came back on yeah <laughs> well we do yeah, we do often when we have powerful um men and women that are healers and that are in contact with a higher um levels and realms and planes this is common i was just comforting everyone that just hang in with us this is probably going to be one of those technical difficulty shows so um <laughs> anyway thank you for calling back in i was like i know i have her number somewhere
6: but yeah. um,
1: no we i absolutely will thank you i'm actually having something very interesting which i may share in a little bit happen right now but um i'm going to get to our callers so they're not holding <laughs> super long we're going to go to brad in columbus brad are you there I'm here. Do you have a question for Michelle tonight? She um Brad Klein from Columbus, Ohio, Michelle. Namaste,
7: Brad.
6: Namaste. <laughs>
7: yeah, and, and for you know, for callers who it's a um it's a um Nepalese term. I was adopting children in, in Nepal and um it's also used in India. It means bow I to you. I see the light form in you. So I always like to say it's a it's a greeting and an exit, an exit. So it's called Namaste. Oh, great! Nice. Right. Thank you.
6: Yeah.
2: Um,
6: my question is: Is my work life affected? Is the work life and personal life not going the way they want because it's one affecting the other too much? And is that, can you not have both of them? Like, how do you have? Can I have both of them in harmony with each other?
7: Yeah, absolutely, and I'm hearing the personal life is going better than the work life. Does that make sense for your soul?
6: Um, maybe. Here,
7: here's why I'm hearing it, Brad, is um, that your personal life is more in order to what you're bringing forth now. Is it really what you want is a whole different question, but it really is what you're manifesting, and manifesting your work life um, a little bit um, more in detail, I'm going to say, would be very, very helpful for your soul. Um, And let me just ask your guides. There's a little bit more that they want to tell me. Nia, are you um, feeling like you're manifesting out of anger? Are you feeling a little bit angry about your work life? Uh,
6: a little bit.
7: Yeah, you know when you're manifesting out of anger, um, and you're not a real angry guy, Brad. So I wanna, I wanna. <laughs> Make sure callers <laughs> understand that and listeners, that you're not a really angry guy. But when you when you manifest out of frustration, out of anger, um, it it's, vibrates at a different level and you're creating a whole different context of things. You know, I always say anger begets anger. Frustration begets frustration. And this whole feeling of either or, like one's going okay and the other's not, or back, back and forth, is really what we would belief system and just saying hey listen i let go that i can have it all um in my life is really an important belief system for you is what i'm hearing so it's kind of that either or do you feel like you you've played that either or in your life quite a bit
6: yeah. i just not sure if one is affecting if they're both affecting each other so are they not
7: well your energy I... affects all And how you're manifesting So get specific with me And ask me a specific question about What do you mean by affecting And then maybe I can answer you a little bit better
6: Um, Well you kind of hit it before About the whole More detail in my work And all of that I think there needs to be more Energy put into that And I don't know if like my personal life Because of things that go on in my personal life That affects the detail and then it's, you know, my work Then I obsess about my work and if that takes over and that affects the personal life, is, you know, can I get a balance with that?
7: Yeah, that's what they're telling me and you really are very sacred in protecting your personal life yeah. and, and so this whole aspect of protecting my personal life and who I am and what I'm here to do um kind of affects the work life. Is that what you're getting? Is that really your question? And, yeah, you know, finding this, I can have an effective work life inside of an effective personal life, and getting away from what I call the either-or would be very, very effective for your soul that I can have them both and create them both and get into more detail big time in your work and do it from a place of true harmony, true love versus frustration would make all the difference. Now, I'm also hearing um, something about a job change. Are you really thinking about a job change, or did you just change jobs? No, I'm
6: changing the way I run my business. I'm not changing. Oh. i not thinking okay change in my career or anything
7: okay yeah i'm hearing a job change now are you changing vendors or someone who you're working with
6: um i mean i have different subcontractors that work for me and they come and go
7: okay yeah i'm hearing there's going to be some changes in that yeah and i'm just triple checking very much so, and for the positive. So it's a change isn't a bad thing, it's a good thing. So very much for the positive, and that's what you've been asking and it's coming forth. Does that make sense? You've been asking for some changes within your job, within the workforce, and that's coming forth. Um, let me just give a little bit more detail. It has to do with employees.
6: With employees?
7: Yeah hmm yep. You would call them you would call them the subcontractors, <laughs> but I would call them the employees. That whole aspect to it, and you're making some major changes and major well, changes I, in I your did, business.
6: I did quit with uh, one of my biggest people that sent me work. I did quit working for them because I wasn't happy. Okay.
7: With it. Yeah. It's all good. It's kind of you're being led down this path. It feels a little odd, but just be a little bit more specific as to where you're going and what you want to create on a very positive sense. Does that make sense? You know, as you're, you know, what people always talk about, and Dr. McGeorge, this is great that you're teaching people how to do this. You know, when you're manifesting from that place of what, you know, people call prayer meditation, however you want to look at it, get very, very specific in what, you know, see the contracts that you are manifesting and the people who you're working with, I hear honesty, honesty, honesty is what you're looking for. Does that make sense?
6: Very much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. And
7: and pull forth those contracts, those people who are honest, honest, honest. That's really big for your soul and what you're doing. Um, does that make sense for you? Uh,
6: that's just very big for me. I, I mean, yep. I I expect that from people.
7: Yeah, yeah, and you haven't had it, but, you know, you pretty much pull it forth, but make sure that you really manifest that and that people will pay you on time. That's another one I'm hearing for you. People don't pay you on time all the time. (laughs) Does that make sense? (laughs) I don't know if that's standard in your industry, but pull that forth. That's very, very important for your soul. It really bugs you when they don't do that because you're a man of your word. People that only money know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Great.
7: I'm well Any other questions, Brad? Uh, yeah, it, I was
6: say that. <laughs> no, I hear Kim laughing back there.
1: No, I was laughing, but um, <laughs> can I ask? I'm asking a question for you, Brad, because I know I can. Um, Michelle, do you see anything coming in, that is an improvement or what Brad would consider in his personal life? And I don't mean personal life, family or children. I mean romantic personal life.
7: <laughs> ah. Do you want to go into that, Brad?
6: Oh, uh, sure. I don't
7: i <laughs> um, Do you have a steady love in your life, correct? No. Okay. You do have a steady love. It's mm. work. <laughs> That's your steady love. I'm like, okay, they're telling me you have a steady love in your yep. life. Is that your excuse? Yep. <laughs> yeah, like, you, you have a steady that love too, <laughs> <laughs> that's what Kim's saying yeah you your excuse or your steady love is truly your work and um you know i hate to say it's your mistress but it's your steady love and um this whole aspect to that it's not an either or do you foresee do you envision that someone could come into your life and you can provide a very steady lifestyle for them and have this um, safe, secure relationship is what I'm hearing?
6: Do I see that? Yeah. I mean, I obviously wouldn't that doesn't have that. I mean no, look she's like asking
1: that. if you if you believe that kind of is
6: what Yeah, do saying. you
1: do you envision that? Does that yes. make sense
7: to you know, when you look at how I'm creating my life and that of which we call visioning or future, like this is what I see, do you see that clearly in your life?
6: Um, probably not as much. I mean is it something I want, yes, is it something that is that I'm seeing completely clear at this moment now. I mean, like you said, work is, I mean, Kim can tell you I'm pretty obsessive about my work.
7: Yeah, work is your love. So can you have two loves? That's what your guides keep asking you, Brad. Can you have two loves in your life? Now, that's an interesting question. You can have many loves in your life. Sure. You know, some can be people, some can be things that we do, because your work is really something you manifest and enjoy. It's a big part of your life. So, can you share that love with someone else and include another love in it? Is really, some people it's an either or, that's what you're getting into, but as much as this, can you truly support someone? inside of what you're doing and some of your stuff is time do you feel like you would have enough time to have a love life
6: Uh, there was 48 hours in a day
7: (laughs) so so brad these are some of the things that your guides are saying to you you're you know you see yourself with someone You really do. This is really what you desire. And finding that sense of balance in time is what you're looking at. And truly, it's a structural thing. You really need to look at, hey, how could I have someone in my life, and I'm going to create it, and you almost need to create it before the person comes. So a lot of people say, hey, clean out your closet and move your clothes to half of the closet and envision somebody else's clothes in there. For you, it's a time thing. It's almost like my evenings are free for someone. Does that make sense? I had
6: a it breed. makes sense.
7: And and there is the goal, Brad There is the goal You know, build it and they will come You know, that old statement (laughs) Uh (laughs) That's very, very true That whole field of dreams aspect to this is really envisioning this is what we would do tonight. This is the time I have for her. You know, we'd go to dinner, we'd make dinner, we'd barbecue, we'd do this, you know, do that, that you can really see that in your life. And so this whole sense of creating and envisioning is very, very important for you. But right now you have a love, you just need a second love. It doesn't need to be the either or.
6: Okay, so I guess this goes back to my original question then. Is it more than I need to work on my time then? That, that is what yeah. the conflict between the two is time management.
7: Yeah, for some of it it's it's how you're using your time. Yeah, exactly. For you it's important to say I'm going to free up, um, you really have no free time. I'm going to free up my evenings to create this open space, you know, what Eckhart Tolle talks about, this openness. We're in the moment for this to come forward. Because you're a really great catch is what I hear. You're an excellent catch. You're a very attractive guy. Many women are attracted to you. It's not for lack of effort from some of the women around, but you keep saying, gosh, I don't know I if I can, can do this. <laughs> oh, my, you know i'm just yeah. I'm just channeling your guides, and you know as you do this, that's important though for someone who's coming into your life to know that you would have time, and that's what your guides are saying it is there's there's an action to this and that freeing up now you're gonna get a little bored and it's gonna feel a little odd that you have some open nights, but that's very, very important, and even if you took two maximum three. Evenings in your life, that would be huge, huge, huge for you, is what I'm hearing. All
2: right. I'm also hearing
7: online dating, online dating, online dating. Are you opposed to that, Brad? He's not opposed
1: to that, believe me. <laughs> okay, that's what I'm hearing.
7: Online <laughs> dating would be great. And then get serious about this, but you need to structurally make time. Otherwise, even if you meet someone, it wouldn't go anywhere. They would know you wouldn't have any time. So think of two loves, Brad. That's what I'm hearing.
6: All right. Thank you very much. Thanks,
7: Brad. <laughs> Namaste, <laughs> Brad.
1: Thank you. All
6: right, power hour next week.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bye <Bye-bye>. bye. <laughs> uh, I don't know Brad or anything. I'm just issuing flavor. That oh, <laughs>
7: that's great. And Kim and Leslie and Cream add right in there
1: as I'm going on and on. <laughs> oh
7: no,
6: no.
1: And I want to say Leslie and Cream and, and anybody that knows me, Kara, and I'm gonna bring you I'm gonna bring on Roseanne next in a second, Roseanne, so hang on. But I do the same thing and I keep I always say I'm going to stop I'm going to do this mini reading and I just go on and on I've given people half hour readings just by I get in the groove and it's hard and you have to do what you do but isn't it kind of difficult and you're probably more disciplined Michelle once you get into someone's energy it kind of like I always feel like I get pulled in, and I leave all consciousness of time and space. And you know, Yeah, despair.
7: absolutely. And listen, I, I can either go too short or too long. So if we need to keep this short and we've got a whole um, log of callers, let's keep going then, absolutely. Okay,
1: hi. And then I, we're going to go to Roseanne, who has actually, she called in. I'm just letting you know. She was so excited to talk to you. She called in the first hour and held almost this whole time. So we're going to go to Roseanne in, I hope I'm saying her name right, in Virginia. Are you there, Roseanne?
5: Yes, thank you. Okay.
1: Your turn, yay. No, no, namaste,
5: Roseanne. Namaste, <laughs> Michelle. Yeah, she said call in early, so I did. So, <laughs>
7: Oh, fantastic. Ah.
5: Yes. Okay, so basically my professional life and my personal life really stink. I don't know what's going on, but I've just been, I don't know, struggling for so long, and I don't I'm sure I know what the problem is, but hopefully you'll speak to my guides and you know give me a clear picture and what I should be doing.
7: Yeah, what I'm hearing is you're very ancient soul, Roseanne. You get this, and you're like, boy, what am I doing? And you're changing soul groups. Uh-huh. You've been changing soul groups over the last three years. Quite a bit, a lot of change going on and on, and you're like, could we just settle all of this down for a while is what I'm hearing. Does that make sense? A lot of change. So what questions, what specific questions do you have inside of this? Well, I guess,
5: you know, I really feel like um – what am I doing here? And, you know, I was a hypnotherapist for a long time and I really enjoyed helping people and I wanted to evolve, you know, I wanted to move on and do something else, perhaps writing, perhaps channeling, perhaps, you know, whatever my soul is here to do, that's what I want to do. And then, and then I met someone and it was a horrible, horrible experience. And I've been off track since then. And that's been about 10 years.
7: Yeah. And your guides are telling you, Roseanne, it was just a relationship. It was one person. And it's kind of took you off, you know, it's kind of like a sailboat taking you off course, quite a bit off course. And it doesn't take as long to get back on course. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Well, I, but a lot hmm Go ahead. No, I was going to say a lot of this is about self-worth is what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah. A big, big, big chunk of this has been about self-worth and the life lessons you've been learning. So what do you desire to do? You're a very, very talented woman. What makes sense to your soul right now? Because you need to earn a living, and yes. some of that was a great dream, but it didn't really produce a living. And right. that was a little discouraging for you is what very. I
5: very. I like money. I like uh-huh. a lot of money.
7: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there can be hobbies and there can be employment, and the two can cross over. And sometimes it's okay to keep them separate, is what your guys mm-hmm. are saying. And that's what you're learning. Like you can have these passion, these interests, these studies, and also earn a good income and create this nice lifestyle. Now, what about a man? That's what I keep hearing. Um, are you open to um, loving and finding the love of your life again? Yes. That's, that would be fabulous. <laughs> Good. Good. What I hear with that is to release the old and bring in the new. You're still stuck in the old. Right. Um, big time. Still stuck in a lot of this energy and fear from that right. past relationship. More of, I'm yeah. not going to do that again.
6: Yeah. And then really
7: releasing. Yeah. Releasing and letting go. Yeah. There was a lot of deception. Does that make sense in that Fine. relationship?
6: Total yeah. Deception.
7: Yeah. And so commanding forth a lot of honesty, integrity, and that of which you are, because you're a very, very honest person, and you were just a little bit too trusting. A lot of red flags went up. Um, However, you just kind of talked yourself through them. Unfortunately. So you've learned that lesson now, release and let go that whole aspect to it and bring forth that of which you desire um, in the positive. And I just keep hearing it's more about I don't want to versus here's my creation, here's the desire that I have. So that bringing that forth. And same thing in work and um, being okay to keep this whole sense of. you know what you're doing for a living is okay, and also manifesting this sense of a hobby, this sense of um, some of this other stuff, more maybe more what you would consider spiritual aspects to things. Um, okay. Separately, does that make sense for your soul?
5: Right. I'm not going to give up my spiritual stuff. There's no way I can right. do that. Right. So
7: right. You're telling.
5: But- they're saying that I can't make money at
7: it. <laughs> no, you can absolutely make money. However, you're desiring a lot more money than you can make in the beginning okay. and keeping yourself afloat in the beginning for you was tough to do that, and it's why you kind of went a different avenue. That's okay. You know, you have to make provisions as you're starting practices, doing things, and Mm -hmm. moving forward. That's what I'm hearing. So it's kind of a choice with that is what they're saying. You can do that, just make Mm -hmm. provisions to know that you may live a different lifestyle until you can get your business and practice up and going. Okay.
1: Okay. Okay,
5: good. So do I need
7: a healing from the past, from that relationship? Definitely. All I hear is keep releasing and letting go. There's still a lot of negative energy and fear in and all around you. And you have a lot of what people call psychic hooks from this gentleman. Very, very, very controlling. Um, very, very controlling. So, you know, um, prayer, you know, through prayer, meditation, just ask for all energy, that of the past, from this gentleman to um, be released, to be unhooked from your energy, and to be removed. Um, Very, very powerful. Um, You know, I really like um, Rebecca Rosen. I don't know if you've heard of her. She's a psychic medium here in Denver. um, Wrote a book called Spirited. Mm -hmm. And um, and I'm going to advertise her book A little bit because she's got a great prayer about psychic hooks and people who are psychic vampires. This guy is a great psychic vampire, so that's something really, yeah, really, really, really. So absolutely, but really more importantly than that, create that of positive energy is what I keep hearing. Okay, and so
5: you know, with this, this this man we're talking about, we have a daughter together. So do I need to worry that he's going to do it to her, be deceiving and manipulative?
7: Here's what I hear is provide the role model for your daughter. Um, It's not something that he's going to provide much of, but he's a pretty good dad. He loves her. Um, However, he manipulates you through her. Does that make sense? Yes, oh, yes. hmm Absolutely. Yeah. hmm Okay.
5: So if I do some releasing, maybe he'll leave me
7: alone. Yeah, you have a child together. You have an energetic path there. So now uh-huh. it's really about blessing that path. You know, wrap them a lot in white light. It's one of the most powerful things that we can do on the planet for each other. Even when you have people who you don't like, wrap them in white light, that of... Sources, creators, gods, white light, I would call it. Wrap Mm. them a lot in white light, your daughter in white light, yourself, you know, and, um, utilize that of um, what people call the archetypes or the archangels to assist you and release a lot of this to God creator and say you know what I create here in the universe is that of a harmonic relationship it doesn't mean you need to agree it doesn't mean that you need to necessarily um, condone his lifestyle which I hear you don't at all it just means that you can be in harmony together as you raise this daughter and that she okay. can know her father. Does that make sense?
1: It does. Okay. Okay, we're going to move on to other callers. Okay.
6: And, uh, Thank you, uh, you Roseanne. Namaste. Namaste.
1: Thanks, Roseanne. Thanks for calling in. We really appreciate it. Okay, we're going to go to Kara Marie in Florida. Kara, are you there? Kara? 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 I love how you. Okay, I'm gonna put her on hold. I was on mute. Oh, you were on mute. You were talking, talking, <laughs> talking and
5: Okay. Yeah, yeah. I said, Hi, Doctor Kimberly. Hi,
1: Michelle. <laughs> Namaste. Okay. Namaste. I'm uh, not as um I'm not as sophisticated as Michelle. I'm just gonna say hi. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I hope that always works. (laughs) That's true. Karen, do you have a question for, um, I hope the Dr. Michelle, for Michelle?
5: Well, Michelle, I have to say it's such a blessing to hear that you're on because I am from Colorado, and my question is based around Colorado. I, I am currently in Florida. I've been here eight years, and my husband and I just have this undying dream to move to Colorado. And I wanted to see kind of what your read on that was, uh, when we will eventually be kind of moving out of the chapter we're in right now, and possibly, hopefully, getting
7: to Colorado. And by the way, are you in actually the city of Denver? Yeah, I'm just south of the city of Denver. I'm located in Castle Rock. I know exactly where that is. Okay, I'll check yeah. up about that. But,
6: yeah.
7: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kara. Yeah, I absolutely hear. Um, Denver, or, you know, especially the Denver area, but Colorado is very sacred ground for you. Mm-hmm. And absolutely. I see about 18 months, 18 to 20 months, mm-hmm. things will start to come forth. And one of the two of you will get a job here first. It'll probably be your husband, is what I'm hearing. Mm, that yeah. Would make now, sense. what is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is he doing? He's a software engineer. Okay. He's, he's a smart to, one. <laughs> yeah. He's going to stay in the field, but go off in a little bit of a different direction with a little bit of a different company, and it will be a company change. Um, however, I'm seeing up around the Broomfield area, Lafayette Broomfield area. There's a company up there that's gonna love, love, love him. So to get his resumes out, but it's Lafayette, Broomfield area. Mm-hmm. That's you know you know where that is. That's just north of Denver. Oh, you
2: know,
5: I have been mm-hmm. telling him. I've been telling him about. Broomfield. Our original intention was Golden ever, Evergreen, but I I keep seeing things every once in a while for
7: Broomfield, and I've never been there, but I I keep saying, Eric, you know, there's stuff in Broomfield. Exactly. So. Good, good, good. So you're listening. Fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, about 18 to 20 months to answer your question, Karen. Oh, well, thank you so much. I deeply appreciate that. That's just kind Absolutely. of Absolutely. Been... Well, blessings on your journey, and welcome home. Come on back to Colorado. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I know. We'll have to run
7: into each other over there. So, Absolutely. We'll... well, thank you so much for your call, and
1: namaste. Thank you, Kimberly. Thank you, Michelle. Thank uh, you, Cara. Take care. Okay, Michelle, I get to ask you a question now. Ah, great. <laughs> She's laughing. Um, okay, I've got two, and You can be as detailed or as brief as you want. There is a man that has come into my life recently and he really throws me energetically and um I don't quite know what to do with him. Do you have any thoughts about that?
7: <laughs> You've got a couple of men in your life is what I'm hearing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not gonna kiss and tell is what your guides are telling me. <laughs> um, th- this gentleman is in your life to learn one of the most sacred lessons that you have here. And it's this sense of it's this sense of peace on earth. And let me just get a little bit more information. It's a little bit more um peace on earth. Does that make sense? He's very forward with his languaging. Does that make sense to you?
1: I don't get the piece on Earth like that. Like didn't even hit my reality. I don't know what that means yet. It like yeah,
7: what the they're saying is, pe- pe- go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. The second, the second piece made sense. Oh, the sense. second
1: piece was dead on. Yeah. Peace
7: on Earth, and that's what I asked, that's what I double-checked. The sense of peace on Earth, and true peace on Earth to your soul, is what they're saying, really means this sense of harmony and interconnection with all beings, a true sense of peace on Earth. Now, his energy really vibrates at a very, very fast level, Mm
4: -hmm. but then
7: he slows down, he moves in, he moves out, he moves back, he moves forth, Mm -hmm. and it's like hold it, where in the ham is your energy at right now? It's mm-hmm. a little disruptive to your soul, but you know he's an energy master. He's really, really good with it. True. Um, but it's not as steady eddy as yours. Does that make sense? Oh. So he, his cadence, his yeah. pace moves differently than yours.
1: Could it be, can I bounce this off of you, could it be, and can sure. I talk about this actually, he says that he's mastered his power and his energy. I mm-hmm. think I have.
6: <laughs> no, nah, you know
1: what? And here, and you're
7: right. And you're both right. That's what your your guardian angels are like giving me this high five sign oh, saying dear. Fantastic that you've both mastered your energy and you can reach peace on earth together and move in different directions, different ways, and both be vibrating very high, mm-hmm. however, have this sense of cadence differently and still feel peaceful. And that's the peace on earth piece, Kim. It's very, very different. And when we see people with, who are energy masters like that moving at different, what we'll call rates and time and how they move their energy
1: sure.
7: we think it should look one way and when we see people moving it multiple ways that's really what you're to make peace with because it's it's a lot uh, of what's happening in the world right now you know we you know this whole you know whether you're looking at some of the religious wars you're looking at some of the cultural wars the people um, <laughs> cultures move at different rates and vibrations and one isn't necessarily higher than another it It's this sense of speed at how the vibration is moving that throws us off. He's Mm -hmm. teaching you that, believe it or not. And it's yes, how true. do you reach this sense of peace on earth? And it's a big soul lesson. And it's a big soul lesson for the whole collective consciousness, all the beings on earth. Because, listen, if we could all understand that and accept that, boy, think about what our, where our world would be right now. So
1: he's right and you're right. Does that make sense? Yes, yes, it does. Do you think this okay. is something that's going to be... Um long-term, or do you think this is like a temporary thing for our
7: lessons? Interesting.
1: (laughs) It depends on how the two of you integrate your energy. Mm -hmm.
7: So, you know, you have these energy vortexes that each of us have, and, you know, we can say we have multiple of of vortexes, which people call chakras or meridians in our body. Mm -hmm. And how you guys integrate your vortexes will make or break your relationship. It's um, especially you more than him, but long-term him more than you. This whole sense of acceptance and integration is imperative for both of your souls. Does that make sense? But you have a whole heck of a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Fun is a big part of your beings and a lot of intellectual conversation and a lot of knowledge. But unless you do that, that whole sense of harmony that's very, very important for your soul won't be achieved.
1: Okay. And now just touch... Did you get anything about the other men in my
6: life?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Anyone specific? (laughs) Well, they're just... I call them outer i mean he's probably the strongest energy but he and i are the most similar in levels but no i mean did you just pick up anything i really don't feel like there's anybody um (coughs) really intense i guess right now other than him
7: yeah there's three men coming forth and you're really you know calling forth and you know we do this someone of like mind Which is fantastic, Mm -hmm. Kim. That's very, very important for your soul. You're saying, hey, listen, for this whole sense of acceptance, I really desire someone of like mind and um you're pretty specific. So it's been taking a little bit more time, but these three men coming forth are all of the professional matter and all in the business. Um Many are, um you know, naturopathic and homeopathic healers like yourself. Wow. And one of them is a businessman who's in the industry. But you're going to have choice, and that's what you've asked for, is the sense of choice in men that are coming forth, and that's absolutely the case.
1: Well, that was very nice. Boy, you can tell that I'm the host of the show because she said, like, what I wanted to hear. (laughs) Or what you already knew was coming forth because you
7: commanded it, right? (laughs) Yes,
1: yes, exactly. It's it's challenging having talks with like minds. Anyway, okay, one other thing that I'm going to let Leslie ask you heard. So, career for me what do you what are your thoughts about career i feel i'll tell you what i feel how about that um i feel my career is building and and it's mostly all good and that i'm going in the direction that i've called forth that i've brought forth that i've actualized and manifested and that i knew i was going to walk in those are my feelings do you have any thoughts or do they Yeah, what I'm
7: hearing, Kim, is more speaking, more speaking engagements, more, um, not as much your own seminars, but speaking Mm -hmm. at different conferences and engagements is really something that you're commanding forth and is coming as opportunities for you. Does that make sense for your soul?
1: Yay, I love that. And it is already starting happen
7: so yeah, 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 absolutely, and it's gonna be more and more you know I see you at some of the um at a larger conference by the end of the year, it'll be kind of december january ish when, you, when, you, when it gets announced and then it's February, March when it occurs and you're going to be a speaker on a panel um, but this opportunity is really going to lead you forth to some new opportunities within this group. It'll also help you build your private practice quite a bit and obviously opportunities for your books and things like that but really you're an exceptional speaker and have some very pointed views to speak on which people are going to be really eager to hear. Aww, yeah, You're so developing a whole new speaking kind of platform um, that's very, very interesting is what I hear.
1: Hmm. Interesting. I love it. All positive. Once again, you guys have to host your own radio show and then... Um, people like michelle no i'm choosing you and and i know i just you know it's always nice to have confirmation i'm sure you have people that you bounce things off of as well i wanted to also share something i mentioned it briefly but what i appreciate so much about you michelle is you have beautiful healing energies and you know i feel that coming forth from you during this call and i really i just wanted to say i really appreciate you sharing that with us and with the audience so Oh, okay. thank you. That's thank true. you so
7: much. And, you know, it's, um, you know, we're like, we're like those, re, you know, you know uh, re-energizing batteries that um, we re-energize each other. So mm-hmm. thank you. It's, it's for the foundation and support that you've provided that I have the opportunity to do that. So thank you so much.
1: Uh, well, I really appreciate you being on. Leslie, do you have a question for Michelle?
0: Yes, I do. And thank you, Michelle. Namaste.
7: Namaste Leslie My whole world is Like upside down
0: And it's like getting ready to take off I just don't know which direction it's trying to go Because there's days I feel like I'm being pulled in 22 directions And days that it's just Eerily, eerily still Like I yeah. get this sense that I'm supposed to move And then I'm not and, and so I'm like I feel like I'm I don't know what I feel
7: <laughs> yeah, yeah, choice, 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 choice is what I keep mm. hearing for you. And they're giving you some still moments, that of your guides to universe, to choose which direction you want to go in. You know, people say there's a fork in the road. Well, you have a fork with about five to six opportunities is what I'm hearing. And some of this is true choice. It really is. And there is this pause to really... Take time to vision and create that of which you desire for the next. It will be about the next 15 to 20 years of your life as you go down this path. So they want you to be not cautious but to step, um, you know, slowly and deliberately as you move. And that's deliberately is what I keep hearing from your guides. Yeah. So what questions inside of what you're going through is very deliberate and it's very divinely guided is what I'm hearing. And it's seventh plane divinely guided, meaning it's by that of source of God. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I,
0: I feel like I'm supposed to relocate. And Colorado called me back last September. Yep. but then it, then it felt like it went cold and I'm not sure if I, it was just me resisting
7: or things are changing or the timing isn't just right yet yeah, you <laughs> are to relocate your soul is calling for this change and opportunity some of it is you first choosing which path you want to go down and then the location will come forth for you mm-hmm. but Colorado, again, just like Kara is very sacred ground for you Um, It makes sense to your soul. The lifestyle makes sense to your soul. Does that make sense? Um, The sunshine really, really makes sense for your soul is what I'm hearing. Uh, (laughs) It's a make or break for you. (laughs) Yeah, it's a make (laughs) or break for you. Yep, yep, I'm the same way. Uh, So, um, however, there's this pullback right now um, that you're feeling to friends and family. So... That's a big thing for you. Um, So, yes, will you relocate? What I'm hearing is the probability of you relocating is about 380 to 90%, which is almost an absolute, in the next year and a half. Okay. Yeah, opportunities are coming forth. But have you chosen which career path or which you've kind of chosen the career path, which opportunity you're really interested in. And it's almost different than opportunity. It's kind of like um, like the lane down the road. Which lane, you know, down the highway do you want to go down? Does hmm. that make sense? Oh, yes. Um, a lot of time. Yeah, it's and all going I down the don't... same road, but it's almost which lane do you want to go down?
0: Right, because there's 22 of them in front of me, and I can choose any one of them, and it's like I don't know
7: <laughs> because I want to do mm-hmm. them all.
0: Um, so I, it's like, well, which one do you want to do first? Right. <laughs> That's exactly. I know how to and approach it. it's like, just pick one and start, and because I can always change my mind.
7: Right, and they're saying you can pick one or two, but not three. Ooh, three would overwhelm them, okay. you, but two that are okay. parallel going down, you're okay with. Three would be overwhelming for your soul. It would just okay. be too much, and you wouldn't. You're a person who likes to cross her T's and dot her I's.
6: Mm.
7: It's not about perfection, but it is about completion for you. Very, very yeah. important in this whole sense that you have a sense that I'm walking down this road that I can complete and see through. Very, very important. Part of
0: what I'm drawn to is teaching, and part of it is writing, and then speaking comes in in the middle, so it's.
7: I don't know. Yeah, what I'm hearing is writing, writing, writing first. Thank you. And yeah, I'm hearing <laughs> writing, writing, writing 1st
6: Mm-hmm.
7: Okay. Where'd you hear mm-hmm. that? Does that make sense? Okay. You guys. <laughs> See, we we can get a triad going here. You know, it's all right. <laughs> but I'm hearing writing, writing, writing first. Okay. Okay, that makes sense.
0: That makes sense.
7: So. Okay. Pretty, about- and it's pretty absolute. I'm asking your guides for your best and highest good, and they're saying absolutely writing, writing, writing first.
1: And I just that have to bring this high. I made that comment, Michelle, because she asked me a similar question, almost the exact same question earlier, and I said. If you go back and read our instant message, Leslie, I said writing for sure. Like I made mm-hmm. that decision. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I you did. <laughs> I think a draft of my book today that I knocked out. You know, so, <laughs> yeah, but she, did look at it, so she listened, good girl. But it's I yeah. if it's nice to have triple double quadruple confirmation. Unfortunately, yeah. we're wired that way. But um I, we need to kind of wrap up the show a little bit, and I want you to share all your information. But I kind of got in the groove of moving because i desire to move also don't ask me why i guess it's just the saying everybody wants to move but really quickly and then i'm going to let you say all your stuff you want to say michelle um do you see me moving anytime in the near future
7: yeah kim you're going to move with this man now you oh. could get married to him or it could be this long-term love affair it's kind of like a almost a goldie hawn um you know, Kurt Russell kind of uh, relationship, yeah, Um, you're kind of back and forth. Does that make sense for your soul? Do you want to get married or you just want this long-term commitment is what I really, really hear, but you're open to marriage.
1: You just nailed it. I've always thought Mm -hmm. I would get remarried, but if I had that commitment and that soul level thing, it doesn't, I don't want to say marriage doesn't matter. I don't mean that, but it's kind of just what you said, Yeah. (laughs)
7: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so um, as this man comes in your life it's going to bring opportunities and you may be bicoastal believe it or not you may um, kind of go back and forth between a few places is it bicoastal? yep they use that word for reason so it's kind of a bicoastal and he's very very fun and you're open to this and you're open to travel and seeing the world and doing some different things within the next three years is what I hear
3: -hmm.
1: That's terrific. Well, thank you so much Mm -hmm. for being our guest, Kareem. Do you have any final questions, really quick, really quick?
3: (laughs) Am I going to get a girlfriend soon?
1: Oh, (laughs) Kareem, there's somebody already
7: in love with you. Do you know who this is? (laughs)
4: She thinks
7: you're the cat's meow, seriously She's a little bit younger than you But trust me, she's a very sacred soul to yours Do you know who I'm talking about?
6: I think so
2: he
7: does. I just asked his guardian angels, is he thinking what you're telling me? Yep. And here's the thing. She needs to, She, you know, she's kind of like a good soup. She just needs to cook a little bit longer. Um, however, she's a very sacred soul to yours, and she understands you very, very well. She's far more mature than um, her years give her. So, you know, they're saying that's an opportunity to take a second look at. But, yeah, they're bringing forth, you need to be a little bit more specific. You know, I tell people make a list. And not really, you can make it of the physical aspects. It's really more important to make it of who they are to mankind for you. You know, what really are they going to do in the world? That's a very big thing to you and to your soul. This whole sense of a humanitarian is big, big, big for you. So define that and bring her forth. Um, Kindness is just what you're all about. So little details like that, you know, um, a mother, things like that, if that's what you desire. So make your list and get a lot more specific is what I hear. But you do have somebody who loves you very, very much. Nice. If she's listening, she's not going to like me too much. But, um, Uh yeah, well, Thank you so, so much. It was just lovely to be on. And I um, I say namaste, I bow eye to you, to yourselves and all, all the listeners. And, yeah, if anyone would like to reach me, my website is um, my first and last name, Michelle with two L's. And it's Houchins, Houchens H-O-U-C-H-E-N-S um, dot com, and all of my contact information is there. And I do readings worldwide and do healings worldwide. So if it's of interest to anyone, um, please you know give me a call. And thank you so so much. It's been a, a sincere honor to be with all of these ascended masters in and around wow. me. <laughs>
1: You're so sweet. Well, really quick, you mentioned so TV. Thank when you. are you going to be coming on TV? Is, is that a definite thing? Yeah,
7: well, that's what we're working on, this whole aspect to bringing this sense of spirituality and science and how it creates. You know, I work with a lot of businesses, Kim. And, you know, I work with a lot of businesses, both in medicine and artists and music artists and all different types of people, Fortune 100 CEOs, like I said. And that whole aspect to creating in the business world, too, is something that we're looking to bring on in a reality show. So stay tuned, and as soon as we announce it, I would love to come on and tell your listeners all about it. But, yeah, it's kind of fun. It's, you know, it's putting everything to work and showing the true results, this Clinical evidence of what we do it's very very real so that's what we're working on right now
1: what an exciting idea And i just want to tell you from me to you that um you have a lovely i guess agent i don't know what you would call him but he is sure batting for you he's very intense his energy is very intense he was like (laughs) talk about dotting eyes and crossing teeth he is like the whip so you know i just really respect him and you've got a good guy in your corner there. So we wish you all the best, my dear. And thank you so much for coming on, and I do hope you'll come on again. Thank you so much. Namaste. 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 Wow, that was a nice show, huh, you guys?
7: That was great. Yeah.
1: Woo-hoo. I love it when that energy gets pumping and she's beautiful, beautiful soul. So like she said, um, her website, go to her website and if you'd like reading all the information, I think she's And I know she's on Facebook because I liked her page and I think I saw that she was on Twitter as well, so all that information is on Michelle's page. But everyone, I really appreciate you listening. I want to remind you that next week we're going to have IPS, which is I hope I'm not saying this wrong because Ian will kill me. But Intuitive Paranormal Society and Leslie, I don't know if you heard, but they are actually a group of three, I believe. And the leader Ian and TJ, TG, not TJ, TG are going to be on and they're going to be playing some EVPs and talking about their team. And what's different about them is they all bring highly intuitive, medium, mediumistic abilities when they do their investigations. And a lot of teams have one or two psychics or mediums or they have a medium as an advisor, but this team really brings the whole package. So they're kind of this supercharged paranormal team and they're from out in California and I'm really excited to have them on. So that will be next week. And I've got to tell you guys, we have got a whole slew of interesting people coming up. We have some authors that are going to come on and talk about the JFK conspiracy for all you conspiracy theorists out there. So, we're going to discuss that. I know. Don't you love it? Don't you love that stuff, Kareem? Yes. <laughs>
2: Isn't
1: that interesting, Leslie? Like, that's like, I mean, everybody knows. If anyone listened to me and um, Leslie was on, and were you on, Leslie, or were you just listening? I forget. You were, on, you were listening. I was and on. You were. You I, Yeah, you did call and ask the question. But I was like a kid in a candy store Jody Cook. So, you know, bring on the cryptozoology and the conspiracy theories. I'm all about that. It's just so interesting. So we've got a whole bunch of exciting stuff coming up, all different sorts of healers and intuitives and paranormal teams and authors, and it's so exciting as a matter of fact. We are almost fully booked through half of September already, believe it or not. So my goal That's is in couple of weeks I know, it's exciting to get all the way booked through December so I can focus on my other 17,000 projects. I sound like Leslie. Leslie, at least now you know you only have to take two Two direct, two little strains. Of, yes. I only you know, have to pick.
6: <laughs> right,
1: only two out of thousands of possibility. But that was so true, and a lot of what you said ranked true. And Cream and I are going to have a talk this week about that woman. So I don't think you're going to get out of it, Cream, because I want all the dirt on that. So, <laughs> and I think Leslie's going to be happy to talk with me, anyway. we'll see. But anyway, oh yes. Um, so, uh, do you have anything you want to add, Leslie, before we go out? Oh, I do want to mention to everyone really quick, uh, Cream will give you all my info, and Leslie, if you want to give your contact info, you can. Leslie just came on Twitter, so everybody, if you'd like to friend Leslie on Twitter, what is your yes. Twitter name?
0: Leslie Emerson 1.
1: So, Leslie Emerson 1, A-M-E-R-S-O-N 1. Leslie Emerson. 1. The number 1, one. yeah. If like Leslie Emerson, the number on Twitter, because she needs me. more followers, she's kind of sad. Yes, I do. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then Kareem will give like his information. Me,
0: uh, and I'm on Facebook. My okay. website, interpret Bridges is, is on Facebook, and it's I it's Facebook slash ibcct. Um, people can like my my page there too, okay. or they can visit my website, which is ibcct dot com. There
1: you go. And Kareem will give you guys his details as we go out of the show. But I want to mention again, Living Energy Day, 24 hours, healers and teachers in the science of energy healing from all over the world, 24 hours. How often, you know, they do these tele summits and there's just over days and there's just over weeks. Here's an opportunity from four o'clock on the 20th to four o'clock on the 21st to saturate yourself in high frequency vibration and energy and just soak it up. So it's a free opportunity. I don't know if, they, if they're going to charge for the archives or not, so I really recommend that you get on Facebook backslash I think it's Living Energy Day. I'm not sure. I'm not looking at it right now. And like that page, and like I said, I will be I have the privilege of speaking at 9 p.m., which is just a great time, and I'm really blessed. So if you'd like to hear me, I'm probably going to speak about, shockingly enough, the secret of everything, which, as everyone knows, I believe is energy and vibration. So, thank you so much for co-hosting, Leslie. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Very popular with the listeners; they love you, and think you have great energy. And thank you, Kareem, for also. Did we have a chat room open? Did any was anyone in the chat room, Kareem?
3: Um, Kara and a couple of people, but they weren't as interactive.
1: Okay, I just wondered. So we, you know, thank you for manning the chat room and screening our callers. Thank you to everyone who called in. Thank you to everyone who's listening. Blessings on everyone who listens to the archives. We do not take you for granted. And if you have any suggestions or guests, or if you'd like to be on the show, Cream will give you all that contact information. Take it away, Cream. I want to hear the end of my outro, which is my favorite part, which is "If You Dare." You better talk (laughs) back. Good night, everybody.
3: Thank you for listening to The Secret to Everything with Dr. Kimberly McGeorge and me, Kareem. Make sure you listen to us each and every week on Blog Talk Radio, and make sure to listen to Living Energy Day. Type in Living Energy on Facebook and like Dr. McGeorge. We'll be speaking at 9 o'clock in the p.m., and is one of the 24 energy healers from around the world that will be speaking to celebrate the summer solstice. Now, you can also catch me on King Cash Flow. It's K-I-N-G-K-A-S-H-F-L-O on Twitter. And I'll catch everybody next week. Have a good night.
6: on I'm Secret to Everything Dr. Kimberly
1: McGeorge. Listen every Wednesday night, Eastern Standard Time from 7 to 8 p.m. PM on blog
7: blog Talk Radio. radio.